welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about Season 5, Episode 5, No Place Like Home. We're still kind of out of announcements. Well, I mean, we're not, I guess we're not out of announcements, but like, who knows if it's going to be relevant by the time you hear it. Yeah, yeah. By the time you, by the time you listen to this... You pretty much will know everything. Like, the only announcement I can think of is the Audible. Yeah, but that will be out before you ever hear this episode. Yeah, yeah. How many people? It's so funny. I had so many people send me. Yeah, Jackie sent it to me and everything. But yeah, so in case you're living under a rock and you don't know, um, Audible is putting out a radio drama-esque series um, set, I think, 10 years after the show. It's going to be very spike-heavy. The original cast is coming back for it. Tara, Giles, Spike, Cordelia. We're going to get to see a Slayer version of Cordelia. Jonathan's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan's coming back. It's going to be amazing. I am so excited. And I think it drops or dropped by the time you guys hear this, October 12th. So yay. Yeah. So like literally by the time you hear this, because we're recording when everybody is still striking. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get these out to you soon. People are going to the table. Fingers crossed the writers and actors get everything they deserve. Yeah. As of recording, I think this is day three three of writer negotiations negotiations for the writers yeah so please pay the fucking writers right and pay and then after that hopefully if they get to a if they get to a good deal then hopefully the actors will be able to get to a good deal because these we consume their product exactly and it's, it's getting so tiring seeing people say oh well a bunch of millionaires want more money like no Why do people assume that every single person in Hollywood is a millionaire? Right? It's not the millionaires. It's like the bit actor who has two lines. They want to pay their rent. Yeah. They want to pay their rent. They want health insurance. Exactly. You know, and you're, you're seeing, and the thing is, like, you're seeing the big names out front because they're the ones that have the voice because they are established. So they're speaking for the little guys. Exactly. Yeah, I know. We've ranted about this before, but... Yeah, well, rant about it till it's done. Yes, because it's... These these wealthy-ass executives are ruining everybody's good time. They're the reason we can't have nice things. You know, we are being robbed of fun extra content when new stuff comes out. Like, we want the interviews, we want everything, but fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much. It's funny, um... So many of them did film like back to back to back content like to release during the strike because they knew that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um like the, the advertisements that come up on like Facebook and stuff. They all have previously, previously recorded. recorded. Yeah. So, you know, like because they did there was, uh, you know, a lot of interviews and behind the scenes stuff when Red, White and Royal Blue came out and it all had. And now I think the the big one is like Goosebumps is coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah. So like all the stuff with Justin Long, it has like previously recorded. Mm-hmm. Oh, they top. did a lot. Netflix did a lot of stuff for the cast of the One Piece live action. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they must have locked these poor people in a room for 24 hours just to get all of the. Yeah. The content. And again, fucking pay them. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about this episode. It's an interesting, it's an interesting episode. It's an interesting episode. We, 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 we learn things. This is a good, we, we are learning stuff. 
No Place Like Home, it aired October 24th, 2000. And our synopsis is, a new enemy with overwhelming power lands on the Slayer's doorstep, bringing in its wake disturbing revelations about Dawn and the terrifying ability to cause madness. Meanwhile, Giles officially opens his store, (laughs) The Magic Box. (laughs) What are our international titles? So for our titles this week in Czech, Everywhere's Good, Home's the Best. Okay. Finnish, My Home is Precious as Gold. Oh, I like that. There, there's a lot of very, very poetic ones this week. French, Enemy Sisters. <laughs> okay. German, Reality and Illusion. Okay. Hungarian, Home, There's Only One. Italian, Home Sweet Home. Aww. Japanese, Bonds of Mother and Sister. Portuguese from Brazil, There's No Place Like Our Home. Spanish from Latin America, Home Sweet Home. And Spanish from Spain, There's Nothing Like Being Home. Oh, I like that. I think I like the Precious as Gold one. I don't know why. It's just... Bonds of Mother and Sister is an interesting one based on some stuff that I thought we heard in this episode, but I guess we don't. I guess we hear it later on. Yeah, yeah. This is an episode where, for some reason, I felt like it happened later in the season. Yeah. Like, I really didn't think we got the revelation this early on. Well, I knew we got it. Well, so I guess because it's the revelation comes in two parts. Yeah. Like, we get it here, but Dawn doesn't find out till Buffy's birthday. Yeah. So yeah. I so think, I think it's that's like where... you want those to be the same episode. Yeah. I think that's probably where poor Buffy. We have a previously on reminding us how Giles bought the magic shop and how Dawn exists now, how Joyce is sick, and how Riley was also for a time sick, and how Spike is in love with Buffy. What's <laughs> going on? I like how they're reminding us of that. Yes. Then we're running with monks, racing (laughs) through a monastery that looks medieval, despite it being only two months prior, in an effort to protect the key from something. Locking themselves in one of the rooms, they begin their ritual, doing their best to ignore the thing trying to break in. We don't find out in this scene if said ritual works, because as it seems the spell is revving up to the big finale, the door breaks open and we go to an abandoned lot. Now where Buffy is fighting a vampire. He wants her to die. Well, she wanted piano lessons. They all want things. (laughs) But hey, at least they now both know the source of all their repressed anger. She stakes him, but as she goes to leave, a security guard stops her. If she's looking for the rave, she's a little late. It was last night. Had to chase out a bunch of kids. Oh, oh no. Her fellow ravers will be so... disappointed and it was her turn to bring bunt cake the guard says if it was up to him he'd let the kids do whatever they want not like anybody's using the place but they don't pay him enough to argue with the boss so right buffy will just be on her way then not so fast she dropped her thing the guard bends down and hands buffy a glowing Mm -hmm. orb what is that buffy says as soon as she finds out she'll let him know credits still awesome We return to the Summers home where Buffy is in the kitchen finishing up making breakfast for her mom and telling Dawn not to touch anything. Dawn, of (laughs) course, doesn't listen, tries to add a second flower to the vase and spills water everywhere, right as Joyce enters the kitchen. They did this all for her? Dawn says Buffy helped. (sighs) Helped? She didn't help. Joyce is sure she did. But before she accepts this breakfast, neither of them are pregnant or under indictment, right? (laughs) Buffy says they just wanted to do something for her as they knew she was under the weather. 
Right. Those headaches everyone told her would go away, they came back and they brought friends. What did the doctor say? Take four of some kind of pill and then come back for more tests. So they don't know what's wrong? Not yet. Well, that's unacceptable. They need a second opinion. Joyce tells her they need a first opinion. (laughs) Well, the first opinion was they don't know what's wrong. So before they can get a second one. Okay, so then they'll go right now. Joyce tells her to slow down. She knows Buffy's concerned, but right now she's still the mother. And that means she gets to worry about them, which is good because Buffy's a vampire slayer and Dawn, Dawn is her little pumpkin belly. Dawn is completely embarrassed, but in that fun way, like when it's only your closest family, so you don't actually care, Mm -hmm. but you still say you do. That was her kid name. What? She can't be retro? Buffy wants to know if Joyce ever had any little names for her. No, Joyce doesn't think she did. She was always just Buffy. Dawn says she has some names for Buffy. (laughs) Okay, I kind of want to call bullshit on this. Like, there's no way Joyce didn't have some nickname for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. But okay. It could be be something with the whole... Rearranging of reality. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and the whole thing is... We have to protect the key. We have to protect Dawn. So, of course, Dawn is going to be the center of so much of Joyce's attention. That makes sense. Again, I could be pulling stuff out of my ass. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. We want to make sure Dawn is the most protected and therefore she is the most babied so that mom is with her all the time. Yeah. So she is protected. But, yeah, whatever. Okay, show. And why would, like, Buffy would remember having a nickname. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm 40 something years old and my mom called me Punky as a kid. My aunt called me that for Punky Brewster. Yes. Same here. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like my mom would sign my cards, you know, would address me as Punky in like birthday cards and stuff. So, yeah, she had to have a name. But again, it's probably just reality being weird, weird. Joyce then asks what Buffy's doing hanging around the house anyway. Isn't this Giles's big day? Bigger than big. It's his grand opening. So then go. Bring her back a flying broomstick or something. Dawn sadly tells her, those never work. (laughs) Either way. Archie and Dawn still on for book club tonight? Mm Mm-hmm. They have a book club? No. Know what? Buffy doesn't care. She is going to the magic box and we'll be back later. What time is Joyce's appointment? When Joyce gives her a look, she says she just wants to know. Until then, she wants Joyce to relax, keep her feet up, watch plenty of Oprah. Yeah, Dawn says she can also look over her rainforest report, and they have a ton of board game. Grabbing Dawn's hand, Buffy pulls her away. She thought Buffy said she couldn't go. She's changed her mind. (laughs) Arriving at the magic box, Buffy enters to find the place looking beautiful, fully stocked, and with Giles wearing a red... (laughs) The way that this scene is set up, I was watching the episode on my laptop this morning. And when it goes back and forth between Giles and Buffy, like so many times, I was cracking up. Yeah, because she doesn't say anything. She just stares at him until he takes it off and shoves it behind the counter. The way that that scene, the way that that scene was done is one of my favorites. Just you see, it's perfect. Which is when Dawn arrives, panting from trying to keep up with Buffy. See, she told her she couldn't ditch her. Taking in the shop, Dawn is in awe. This place is, wow, look at it. Just so much magic junk. Then there's their slogan. So when does it open? For customers. 
since 9 a.m. Wanting to get rid of her for a moment, Buffy tells Dawn to go browse, and remember, if she breaks it, she bought it. She knows. She heads off as Buffy takes a seat at the counter. Giles admits it's a slow start, but he has good feelings. Yes, magic is a niche market, but this is Sunnydale. Hellmouth monsters. They'll be pouring in in no time. Exactly. And then he'll be making money. Hand over fist. Intrigued by that expression, Buffy makes a hand over fist motion (laughs) before shrugging. She guesses that's a good thing. It is. And in case anyone was wondering about the origin of the phrase... Hand over fist started as a nautical term having to do with climbing a rope and then started to be used when talking about general progress in any situation. And now it's almost exclusively used when talking about money. Yeah. So the more you know. I do I do love the progression of phrases uh-huh. and words and where, where they start and where you end up at. Is she okay? Giles notices she's more than a little distracted. Yeah, it's just that her mom's still sick and they have no idea why. She's seeking medical attention, yes? Yep, they have a whole team of highly trained doctors working round the clock to tell them nothing. Giles tells her that he's sure it will be fine and that patience and time are in their own way comforts. Okay, Giles, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The door opens again and this time it's Willow and Riley. Giles, where's your hat and cloak? Willow was apparently very excited about seeing this costume. Enough so that Riley tells us the hype was unreal. Dawn immediately goes to Willow. Did she see? They have the coolest talismans. Buffy then reveals she has a spookyish problem she needs the group's help on. The glowing orb from the night before. What is it? It's definitely paranormal in origin. How does Giles know that? It's so shiny. Riley is sure there are more than when that one came from. They better go back on patrol tonight. Yeah, sure. Riley can't go on patrol. Buffy said. Looking at Dawn, Buffy says she never said that. (sighs) Sure she did. She said it would be better if she didn't have to look out for anyone. She didn't mean Riley. Riley says it's fine. Right. But she did say that Riley looked acute all week in Kitney and that she was afraid he was going to get hurt. So welcome to the club. Because she never lets Dawn go either. Everyone is kind of looking at everyone else awkwardly. Buffy glaring at Dawn and she just says, what? What? Trying to move past the whole topic. Riley asks if Giles still has the danger room set up out back. And I love this reference. Yes. Um, Because back in the magical land of the 90s, early (laughs) 2000s, when I was watching Buffy for the first time, I was also majorly obsessed with the X-Men. Um, something everyone can thank the 1992 cartoon for, as well as the 90s Gen X run. So to have Riley call their training center the danger room made me so happy. And it's like, it's it's a nice little nerd moment for Riley, too. Yes. Yeah, we, we now know Riley reads comic books. Yes. Anyway, the reason Riley asks is that he's feeling the need for a little physical rehab. Of course, handing the orb to Willow, he says if any customers come in, assuring him that she's on it, she heads behind the counter as Buffy grabs her bag. Dawn, they're leaving. Dawn heads for the door, as does Buffy, but Willow stops her. Tells her to go easy on Dawn. Why should she? Because Willow has all this empathy for Dawn. Not surprisingly, seeing as how... Dawn likes school, reading, chess. I think Willow sees a lot of herself in her. And actually, I think there's a lot of the entire Scooby gang in Dawn. And I think Mm -hmm. this is intentional. Oh, yeah. 
Because we're about to find out Don's Hodel, right? How, like, how she's this mystical entity that Buffy needs to protect. And because of that, they made this entity into something they knew the Slayer would keep safe no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I think the nerdiness that speaks to Willow, um, Dawn's way of saying the wrong thing, her sense of humor, things that would speak to Xander... I think those aren't by accident. Yeah. Because now Dawn is dear not just to the Slayer, but to the Slayer's whole circle. All of them seeing a piece of themselves in her, kind of like how a few episodes late earlier, Tara related to her and the feelings of being on the outside. Mm-hmm. And you even see when when she's writing in her diary and she's talking about Willow and Xander. Yeah. Like how much she connects to them. Buffy says she's so annoying, especially now that her mom is sick. Dawn's all over her, making Buffy have to be the grown-up. And the two of them, it's like they're the Giggle Twins. Why can't Buffy ever be the little pumpkin belly? While Willow does not feel in any way qualified to speak to the last bit, she reminds Buffy that Dawn isn't just the youngest. She's the baby. And maybe that's what her mom needs right now. Dawn doesn't care what Buffy's (sighs) mom... She stops. Willow has no idea how much Buffy wishes she were an only child these days. Cue the sound of glass breaking and Dawn's voice going, oops. Back at the house, the two arrive home arguing, but all that stops when they hear Joyce's groan from the couch. What's wrong? Is she okay? She says it's just her head and Buffy says, that's it. They're going to the hospital. No, no hospital. She's fine. They don't know that. This is all very hard to watch now. Like, when you Uh know what's to come, and I find myself, like, tearing up at a lot of these scenes. Yeah, and I keep, like, I keep thinking, you know, the more that they, the more that they emphasize that Joyce is sick. Mm -hmm. And, And the thing is, like, now it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when, I remember watching it originally, and when we get to the body, and I just remember being like, this came out of nowhere. It felt like it, it just it felt like it did. Yeah. Because at that point, when you're watching a lot of when you're watching stuff, you're not really connecting. No. Things, you know, when when, when you watch something to or when you rewatch something, you start to see where things were going. So, yeah, like from the moment Joyce passes out going forward, knowing that she has you know knowing where it's gonna go it really hurts and it's really hard yeah and i mean sarah does such a good job in these scenes like her emotion in these but i mean everyone really kind of deserves an emmy for their performances this season oh yeah there's just so much emotion in this season and everyone is just so good yeah yeah everybody and and by this point you know she has been playing they've been playing mother and daughter Mm -hmm. for so long you can see a connection between the two of them. Joyce tells her she just needs her prescription. Please? Fine. Is the hospital pharmacy still open? Mm Mm-hmm. Then she'll be back in 10. At the hospital, Buffy bumps into Hottie Fellow, a.k.a. Ben. (laughs) Since we forgot to mention Ben's actor last week, let's go ahead and do that now. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben is played by Charlie Weber. This was really his first big role, as in, like, more than one episode. Mm-hmm. After this, he went on to guest star in many, many shows, including Charm, CSI, Bones, before starring in ABC's How to Get Away with Murder as Frank. I, yeah, because I looked, I looked that up after we recorded the last episode, and I had that holy shit realization, because he is completely different mm-hmm. in... Like, he's got that 
cute boy next door look going as Ben. And then he really got hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. Because I love like I really did. I loved Frank. Like I really did. Like it was it was definitely a glow up. He chit-chats with Buffy, all while trying to restrain what appears to be a mental patient. He calls for sedatives as Buffy just holds the man down. Okay, Ben doesn't want to be sexist, but she has some serious muscles for a girl. Yeah, well, she... radioactive spider bite? How did he guess? (laughs) Buffy then recognizes the patient as the guard from the previous night. She knows him. He's not crazy, if she says so. (laughs) Seeing the drugs in her hand, the guard tries to grab her. They won't help. Nothing helps. They'll still get to you. Get to your family. Her family? Buffy is seriously wigged. Enough so that she drops the meds, which Ben picks up as the man is rolled away. For her mom? Yeah. She's not feeling any better? No. But she will. Especially as Buffy thinks she may know what is wrong. This leads us back to the lot, which looks like it's attached to an old factory or a warehouse or something. A factory where the monk is hiding. Hiding from something he calls the beast. So we can all assume the beast is what the group of them were hiding the key from earlier. (laughs) Something bangs against the metal door and when it breaks open, it reveals what appears to be a 20-something blonde in tight dress and heels. Glory! Yay! Yay. This is one of my favorite revelations because you see like, especially like in the beginning when the monks have that huge log barricading their door. Yeah. And you have this monster that you think is this huge burly beast hitting it. And then here she is in this form. There he is. She's been looking everywhere for him. Glory. Um, she is, of course, played by Claire Kramer, an absolutely phenomenal actress known mostly for this and the movie Bring It On, which she did alongside Eliza. Mm-hmm. She also appeared on Eliza's show, True Calling, as well as Sabrina the Teenage Witch in House. We love her. We love Glory, who is a way better villain than Adam. Fucking oh, God. Adam. Glory is such a upgrade. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, the thing about Adam was Adam could have been a really good villain, but it really missed the mark. So, yeah, like they they I love Glory. I love her personality. Just how and like because she really does like her whole personality fits the look that she has. Yeah. But not what she is. No. I love her hair. I I am always envious of her hair. Just the massive curls. I've always, always been envious of her hair. At the magic box, Giles is wrapping up an actual sale. See, the customers did come. And he is very excited about that because the moment they're gone, he's at the other end of the counter celebrating with Willow. They came, they purchased things, and they gave him money. Willow's (laughs) delighted for him. Not so much for her because on the org front, things are no bueno. More people enter the shop, one of which is Anya, picking up a packet of conjuring powder. She says it's overpriced. Hey, (laughs) sorry. She's just never had to worry about money before. Now she can't afford things and it's making her bitter. So yeah, there must have been some kind of fund, like a demon retirement package that like made sure Anya was set for a certain amount of time while she got footing in the mortal world. Mm -hmm. But I'm guessing that guess that's now running out, which is why Anya is suddenly having money issues. Yeah, yeah. Because she has, we, we, we saw like part of her place that seemed very nice. She wasn't living out of a cardboard box. 
Yeah. But because she was so used to having money and things, now she wants to keep having money and things. Yes. She wants to trade the children for cash. Yes. (laughs) Giles explains that he charges based on what he pays, and Anya says he's also getting ripped off. She can set him up with the troll that sheds this powder. (laughs) Before he can respond, Buffy rushes in, wearing an awesome top with a devil on it. Um... This top has been featured in multiple shows. It was also worn by another famous Sarah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker will wear this top on an episode of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. She knows what's making her mom sick. The doctors found something? No, and they won't because it's supernatural. Buffy then explains about the night watchman who found the orb and how he went crazy overnight. Everyone immediately takes a step back before he says, it's okay. <laughs> she thinks they're safe. She's had it on her all night and she's fine. But whatever it did to the guy, he saw things, said things. Like what? That they'll come at her through her family. Who? She's not sure, but whoever touched this guy, it let him see through whatever the rest of them are seeing. Someone is hurting her mom, trying to get to her. While it's certainly possible Giles isn't sure the ramblings of a mental patient are the most legitimate of leads. No, but it's a lead, a start. Something to help them find whoever is making her mom sick. And then what? Then Buffy will hunt them, find them, and kill them. No. Unfortunately, Buffy, you can't. Back at the warehouse, Glory is interrogating slash torturing the monk. She doesn't even want to be there. He knows that, right? And she's not talking about the warehouse or Sunnydale. She's talking about the entire mortal coil. She hates it. It's disgusting. The smells, the food, the people. She could crap out a better existence than this. (laughs) But whatever. She's just, and he's going to need to tell her if the next part is too much because she's been told she has boundary issues. She's just really hurt by his selfish behavior. All she wants is the key. Why can't she have it? Give it to her. She's sorry. (laughs) She sometimes forgets. See, there's this feeling deep inside of her and it swells up, making her feel all crazy. And so duct tape, she rips it (laughs) off. Now tell her where the key is or else she digs her nails into his face. She's going bowling. For a moment, it looks like he's going to say something. And so she stops cradling his head. Shh, it's okay. The stutter's sexy. Keep talking. Claire's performance is completely unhinged and I live for it. I know. I know. I I love. And again, like I love how she goes back and forth. Like she. Yes, she is my favorite unhinged big bad. The monk begs for death, pleads with glory. And what I thought was Italian, but is actually Czech. They're they're These monks are from Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Yeah. um, To kill him. But glory isn't here for it. They're in the new world now. He needs to speak American. (laughs) The monk says he will tell Glory nothing. Fine. But you know what she wishes? She wishes the monk could feel what she's feeling right now. Behind them, some random citizen, another watchman, asks Glory to just leave them be. But Glory, she's still monologuing. (laughs) She's not sure how much more of this she can take. This dude, clearly not reading the room, continues. He has a wife, (laughs) Jennifer. They have two daughters. Gloria is beyond distraught, looking at the monk, accusing him of having fun, of enjoying torturing her. And why? He doesn't even own the damn thing. 
She needs it, wants it, and he refuses to tell her where it is. And it's typical, typical, typical. The whole human meat sack comes with a stink and biles. Yes, she said, not now, mommy's talking. Squirmy little worms rolling around, contorting, going round and round until someone is going to sit on the top and make this whole thing stop. On the last word, Glory punches her hands into the security guy's brain. He rides in pain and she absorbs his, well, his sanity. (laughs) He drops to the ground and she shakes out her curls. There. That is so much better. I'm going to give you an award for that performance, Mary. Yay! Very, very good. Very, very, very good Glory performance. Kevin can have a new favorite thing. It'll be me doing Glory instead (laughs) of me doing Spike. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, it's, it's, it's. Glory's here for a while, so I love her lines are so much fun too. I know she is, yeah, because she is just cuckoo bananas, oh, and we love her so cuckoo bananas. Yeah, the shop seems to be truly busy now. Yay! <laughs> Only it might actually be too busy. Poor Giles. I mean, I can understand. Like Giles, Giles was hoping for a few people to come yeah. in, but I don't think he ever expected the magic box to be this busy. No, especially not on like day one. Yeah. Or at least like a lot of times, like on an opening of a like weird shop, you'll have a lot of people coming in to see what it's about. But not necessarily buying stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of people I feel like would be like, okay, this shit's weird. Yeah. Apparently everyone in Sunnydale likes buying magic stuff. I mean, I know they talked before about how it's Sunnydale and, you know, you would expect people to buy magic items but usually people ignore the magic stuff yeah giles goes between groups of customers telling one about sales telling the other not to eat the random products like what the fuck people i know that's that's you shouldn't have to tell people not to eat random shit a woman wants willow to gift wrapped an hourglass as xander arrives giles says there are too many of them too (laughs) many people and they all want something it's okay xander tells him to just stay british and he'll be okay. <laughs> Coming down to the counter and the girls, Xander says, you hate to see the thousand yard stare on anyone, but especially in retail. <laughs> he stops beside Anya, who is wrapping up a sale and telling the woman to please go. <laughs> Anya, the shopkeepers union of America called. They want her to know that please go has now been replaced by have a nice day. But charity has their money. Who cares what kind of day they have? <laughs> He knows, but it's just one of the long line of insincerities. Oh, okay. Calling out to a random customer, she tells them to have a nice day. There's his girl. (laughs) Behind them, Willow is being me. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, she is just really struggling with the wrapping of an hourglass. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I went to my godson's birthday party yesterday, and most of us had a discussion about how we just use bags. Yeah. Yeah. Gift bags are the greatest invention ever. Yeah, because unless it is a perfectly square box. Yeah, it just, you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no. I mean... Mr. Froggy is the one that wraps any presents in our house because he is fantastic at it. That's Mia. Yeah. Yeah. We all, I think that's what you have to do. You have to marry someone who can wrap. Yeah. You have to have one partner who can wrap and one person, one partner who just throws it in a bag with some tissue paper and calls it a day. Yep. I mean, now sometimes I will, like, depending on what it is, I will actually wrap tissue paper around it. Yeah, like, I'll do the thing where you, like, 
place it in the tissue paper and then put it in the bag like that so the tissue paper is around yeah. it and, and then, then you either tuck more in the top or yeah. you stuff yeah, yeah. That's what you I'll just do. you just you like put a couple pieces of tissue paper in you put the stuff in and then you just stuff more tissue paper yeah see there is a process to stuffing a bag exactly Sander moves to Buffy, who is looking through books trying to find the origin of the orb, and takes a seat asking if she ever thought she'd miss the high school library. Buffy immediately tells him her suspicions, that someone put a spell on her mom, made it seem like she was sick. That's a new kind of nasty. Any suspects? Buffy says she has the list narrowed down to just under infinity. (laughs) Coming up to Anya, Willow asks if the hourglass looks okay. Sure, if she wrapped it with her feet... She takes it and goes to get more paper and tape, telling Buffy that there was this French sorcerer back in the 16th century. So cute in his knickers. Anyway, he had a spell that demons just hated as it allowed him to see spells. Maybe she should try that. Why didn't we know about this spell sooner? Right? This would have been so helpful. This spell would have solved so many problems. Right? Oh, Anya. Ugh. Wait, what do they mean by see spells? Giles says that all spells leave a trace signature, something not visible to the naked eye that gives them away. In this case, it could be the image of a hand choking her mother, or a cloud of mist around her, or even the shape of a demon that's performing the spell. Okay then, Buffy will go home, get trancy, and see what she can find out. Is she sure? Both Willow and Giles are more than a little concerned. The sorcerer who came up with this spell, he was legendary. His powers of concentration, better than hers. She gets it, and she knew he was going to say that, but she's been doing her concentration drills, and she's gotten good. She can do this. Is she sure? It's her mom. She's sure. Just tell her what she needs. Next, we see Buffy. She's in her room, dumping the spell supplies out on her floor, Riley there with her. Turns out she needs his help, as this is new territory for her. She explains how the incense needs to be lit. The sand sport poured out, and... That's what she wanted him for? Incense and sand? Magic incense and spooky sand? And the (laughs) ritual itself is a solo gig. Is Buffy sure this isn't her way of trying to make Riley feel less, what were her words, cute and weak and kittenish? Kitteny. Right, much manlier. Moving to sit on her bed, Riley tells Buffy that he really is okay, even if he's not super guy anymore. Besides, it was borrowed power. He was going to have to give it back sometime. Buffy knows he can handle himself. She just didn't want to see him get hurt. How about instead of Buffy trying to take care of Riley, they agree to take care of each other. Deal? Standing Buffy nods. Deal. Riley kisses her forehead, wishing her luck. But Buffy says she needs more luck than that. (laughs) And goes on for a proper kiss. As she sees him out, he tells her to have a nice trip. Then it's spell time. Almost. Because right as Buffy is entering her trance, a knock comes. What's she doing? (laughs) Her boyfriend, go away. That also made me think of just being a parent. <laughs> yeah, Trying to do anything. Liar, is she doing magic? No. Can she watch? No! Please, please let her watch. Please. Buffy gets up and moves to the door, which John is trying to open. She then slams it shut. I do like, I do like this moment. Like some moments with, some moments with Tara are just a little too much and like a little over the top. But this is a great, this is a great moment. Like this is such a perfect encapsulation of what it means to have a sibling. Yeah, well, Dawn can smell her incense from down the hall. Her clothes are going to reek. And if she's doing magic, Dawn's going to tell. 
jamming a towel under her door puff. He says, good, go, go tell, do whatever she wants. Just go. (laughs) Dawn returns to her room, slamming the door and Buffy prepares once more to do the spell. This time it works. After what appears to be hours of deep meditation, Buffy enters the trance. Wandering about the house, she looks for signs of magic, of anything harming her mother. But when she runs into Joyce, who is feeling better and heading out for a few hours, there's nothing. No hand, no mist, nothing except the picture right behind her. In it, Dawn flickers in and out of existence, something that quickly catches Buffy's attention. Is she okay? Joyce thinks she seems a little distracted. Huh? Yeah, fine. Go have a good time. Telling her she's so grown up, Joyce leaves and Buffy starts looking at other photos, Dawn disappearing in them too. And so she heads upstairs to Dawn's room, which glitches, occasionally replaced by an extra room filled with boxes and unhung art. Even as Dawn comes in, demanding to know who said Buffy could come into her room, it flickers, as does Dawn. Realizing what this means, Buffy tells her she's not her sister. Yeah, well, like she wanted to be related to Buffy's smelly self. Buffy advances, grabbing Dawn. What is she? She wants to hurt her? Then she deals with her. Meanwhile, Dawn's telling Buffy to get off, let her go. Says she's telling Mom, and that's when Buffy shoves her hard, nearly breaking the closet doors. Stay away from her mother. The girls glare at one another, and we get this, like, great shot that, like, back in the day made you think Dawn was about to admit to being a demon. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the phone rings. Buffy answers and it's Giles. He's glad he caught her. Turns out they may have underestimated what they're dealing with. Making sure Dawn isn't listening in, she tells Giles to go on. The orb. It's called the Dagon Sphere and it has a history going back many centuries. What does it do? It's a protection device used to ward off an ancient primordial evil. Any word on what the evil looks like? No. Giles, in between dealing with customers, says that's where the accounts get vague. (laughs) All they've managed to uncover so far is that the Dagon Sphere was created to repel that which cannot be named. She's going to have to go back to where she found the sphere. Whoever dropped it or lost it or whatever, they have to know something. Giles tells her to be careful. That usually when something cannot be named, it's either a thing of great worship or great fear. Sometimes both. Did she do the spell to find out what's been hurting her mother? Buffy begins to tell Giles, tell him what she saw, but she feels the presence of something else, of Dawn looking, lurking just behind her. She tells Giles the spell didn't work and hangs up, facing her. What was she talking about? This sequence is played out so well. Like, season of the Red Herrings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like you said, like, you think that Dawn knows that Dawn is the one that's responsible, where instead Dawn is just basically a tool for... yeah. Slayer stuff. And I feel, I feel, I do, like, this is, this moment with Buffy and Dawn is where I really start to feel for Dawn. Yeah. And I mean, you feel feel for both of them very much, mm -hmm. like, especially in this moment. Because poor Dawn does not know why her sister is, like, wigging out and pushing her into stuff. And Buffy doesn't know what's going on and really thinks this is the thing that's making her mother sick. Mm Mm-hmm. Until, you know, a couple, a couple scenes later. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It is. It's a shame because Dawn didn't ask to be what she is. No. Slayer stuff. She's going out. As she goes to leave, Dawn asks if Buffy really thinks she cares that Buffy's the Slayer. What's that supposed to mean? When Dawn says nothing, Buffy says she'll be back in an hour. Mom's coming back. Buffy will be back first. 
She grabs her jacket and heads out, leaving Dawn alone in the house. But even outside, she feels weird. Like someone's watching her. That's when she pulls Spike out from behind (laughs) a tree where he's been having a smoke. He greets her and she hits him, telling him to not take it the wrong way. What's he doing there? Five words or less. (laughs) Out for a walk, bitch. (laughs) Out for a walk at night by her house. No one has time for this, William. Ooh, she called him William. Ooh, she used his government name. Off on her merry way then, contrary to her self-beliefs, her house tends to be between parts and other parts of this town. And he would pass by in the day, but he's outgrowing the whole burst into flames phase. Yeah, okay, fine. Keep going and she'll cut him a break. Let him guess. She won't kill him. (laughs) He's just passing through. Satisfied? He hopes so, because she could really do with some satisfaction in her life other than shagging Captain Cardboard. And he he never really liked her anyway. And she has <laughs> stupid hair. <laughs> it's so childish. And then he flees. <laughs> Leaving a very confused Buffy. <laughs> Even more it's confusing. Such- it's it's so funny and so playground childish when you like somebody. Right? I feel like if he had French bread, he would have hit her with it. I know. I know. Like, it, it's just... And, and poor Buffy is going through a time right now. Yeah. Like, she knows her mother is sick. Something is wrong with her. She's pretty sure that her sister has something to do with it. And here comes Spike. Being just Spike. Being, being Spike, but extra spike and extra weird like i really would have loved her to look at the camera yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um but in all seriousness i i love this bit um the whole out for oh fuck bitch Um, (laughs) but i do really like that she calls him william Mm -hmm. because in this moment he is William. Oh, yeah. Like, the swagger, it fades away, and the more he talks to Buffy, the more he just becomes that, like, shy poet from before. Yeah, you're really seeing, you're really seeing what is deep down inside him. And we've always talked about how when you're a vampire, you don't lose who you were before. Yeah. And now that, like, whenever he, like, withdrew... It was the whole dark, brooding love. Yeah. You know, where you two really should not be together because you don't improve each other. Oh, no. You make each other worse. Yes. Which, for being a vampire, it works. It does. It does work. Like, they it were works. the vampire like a couple. That, like, deep, dark, obsessive love that you usually get with vampires. With Buffy... It's almost like first love all over again. (laughs) And it's so it's so adorable to see this character that has been that dark, dangerous, edgy character with his bleach blonde hair and basically Billy Idol as a vampire. (laughs) Yes. You know, he he's killed slayers. He was William the Bloody. You know, he used railroad spikes. And now he just can't remember how to talk to a girl. <laughs> now he he completely doesn't. He doesn't know how. He's never talked to a girl before that he liked. Aww. 
Buffy heads off and we see Dawn watching from the upstairs window. It's very V.C. Andrews kind of eye. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. It is. It's it's one of those because for those of you who didn't grow up on the OG V.C. Andrews, the V.C. Andrews books, you had a double cover like you had a cover that was a cutout and it was usually some creepy child that was staring out of an attic window and then you would open up the cover and it would be a whole picture like, yeah, like a family portrait kind of thing yeah it- yeah and it, you know it kind of gave you a sense of what the vibe of that particular book was going to be usually incest like 90% chance of incest. <laughs> There's a 90% chance of incest. <sighs> Back at the warehouse, Buffy breaks open the gate and enters. She wanders about searching until she finds the hole in the wall and the door crumbled and on the ground, which is when we switch to Joyce arriving home and calling out for the girls. At first, there's no answer, but then Dawn appears with T. Where's Buffy? Joyce doesn't have to worry about Buffy. She supposes Dawn's right. It's not like Buffy's never patrolled before. Anyway, she was feeling kind of crappy, so she called off the big night out. Does she want tea? Dawn made it for her. Continuing her search, Buffy comes across the monk. Rushing to him, she begins to try and untie him. He's the one that left the Dagon Sphere, right? She's there to help him. As she's working, Glory is sneaking up behind Buffy, making a shh motion. I love that. Her little, like, dance. Mm-hmm. Buffy telling the monk it's okay. She knows about these things. Is trained. She's not stupid. As she says... The last she turns about grabbing Glory's throat. Cute! Glory tosses her off like she's nothing. Throws her right into the wall, cracking it. Well then, looking <laughs> at her, Glory asks if she's sure about that last one. At the shop, Giles is done. <laughs> Exhausted. As are Xander and Willow. Like to the point where Giles thinks he preferred it when the demons came in and ransacked the place. <laughs> Anya's doing great, though. Counting money, sorting, telling Giles what he's out of and how she should probably raise the prices on the most popular items. How maybe they want to institute background checks for the more the more dangerous things. Through all this, Giles is trying to get her attention. Would she like a job? Okay, great. I do like, I do like the fact that she mentioned a background check. Yeah. Like, yeah, like organize this place a little bit more. Like you didn't... They didn't expect this place to be as popular as it is turning out to be. So like, yeah, a background, like some shit probably should be locked up. Yeah. They can talk shop tomorrow. With a smile, Anya says, okay. Again, before adding a little boss to the end. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. That's when Willow asks about Buffy. Any word on the spell? She said it didn't work. Now she's out looking for whoever left the sphere. He's not worried, is he? No. No, just hoping she isn't doing anything too rash. What she's doing is being thrown into a wall (laughs) and a pillar. As Glory tells her this whole kicking her ass thing, it's valuable time. Glory is never going to get back. Forcing her back, Glory says there's something she always wanted to try. You know the thing where if you rip worms in half, you get two worms? Does Buffy think it will work with her? Buffy headbutts Glory and Glory is just, she hit her. (laughs) What is she, crazy? You can't just go around hitting people. (laughs) Was she raised in a barn? (laughs) Through all this, Buffy is advancing, attacking. But then Glory grabs her. Fine, be that way. As they continue to fight, Glory says she just noticed something cool. Buffy has superpowers. Can she fly? (laughs) She throws Buffy across the room. Buffy's about to head back into the fight, but then just decides to grab the monk and get out. 
That does not please Glory. Hands off her holy man! Buffy throws the two of them out a window and Glory starts to pursue right up until she breaks the heel. (laughs) Angered, she throws the shoe and stomps her foot, cracking the floor and causing the room she's in, if not the whole warehouse, to cave in. Outside, the monk knows he's dying, tells Buffy that his journey is ending. But she, she must protect the key. Fine, yeah, they can do it together, far, far away from the warehouse. He tells them that everyone will die if Buffy fails to keep it safe. How? How does she protect it? What is it? He tells her that the key is energy. It's a portal. It opens the door. The Dagon Sphere? No. For centuries, it had no form. And he and his brethren were its protectors. But then, the abomination found them and they had to hide it. Give it form. Flesh. Make it human. Send it to her. Dawn. They put that in her house? They knew the Slayer would protect. But her memories, her moms, they built them. Then unbuild them. This is Buffy's life. The monk says she can't abandon it. But she didn't ask for this. She doesn't even know what Dawn is. Human. She's human now. And helpless. She needs Buffy. She's not her sister. Yes. But Dawn doesn't know that. As Buffy takes in what all this means, the responsibility she's been given... The knowledge that Dawn has no idea of her origins. The monk takes his final breath. Arriving home, Buffy finds Joyce and Dawn tucked under a blanket on the couch. As she enters the room, Dawn gets up to head upstairs, telling Buffy that she wasn't bothering her. Joyce asks what all that's about, and Buffy says nothing. Sister stuff. Knocking on Dawn's door, Buffy is met with a go away. She goes in anyway and apologizes. She hurt Dawn's arm. She knows. Butthole. Really sorry. (laughs) Dawn says she has this theory where Buffy is the one who's not Dawn's sister. They found Buffy in a shoebox full of baby howler monkeys. And they never told her because they didn't want to hurt her delicate little baby feelings. That's her theory. It explains the fashion sense and smell. She's sorry, okay? Broken record munch. She can't ever take an apology. She's always done that ever since... Buffy stops, realizing that, yeah, those memories were created, but they feel real. She can recall them. All of them. She sits beside Dawn and says, she just had a bad day. Well, join the club. Can she be president? (laughs) Dawn's president. Buffy can be the janitor. Okay. Taking a moment, Buffy smooths out Dawn's hair, just sitting with her as Dawn asks, what's wrong with mom? Buffy doesn't know. The end. (sighs) I love the howler monkey line. I do too. I do, too. Like, I love the ridiculousness of this end scene. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, definitely a sister trying to stay mad at another sister and be, but give the most ridiculous insults that she can find. Yeah. And yeah, the way Buffy, the way Buffy reacts, like she stops herself because she realizes that her, yeah, her memories don't exist. They're not real but they are real yeah it's it's a very very complicated issue and it's like and i feel i feel so sorry especially for buffy joyce and dawn yeah because the feelings were put in there to be protective of this person this person doesn't know that she isn't supposed to be there like it's so it's such a complicated situation and buffy knowing makes it even more complicated because now she knows that she has to protect this thing and that she, but she doesn't belong but she still feels these feelings. Oh, and I uh I found that 
in the UK, this episode came out after 9-11. Oh, wow. And they cut the room collapse. Oh, from, yeah, that like, makes when, sense. Yeah. yeah. Because the way, like, the way that it comes down. That makes sense. Yeah. And this was, this was, this attracted 6.4 million viewers. Oh, damn. It was, highest, it was the highest episode of this season. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Everybody wants to know, like, yeah, what yeah. the deal was. And it was the introduction of the new villain. Mm-hmm. And Buffy has stupid hair. Buffy, yes. And the whole, like, yeah, the whole thing with Spike. The whole thing with Spike is so random. Like, I love it. I love the placement of it because it's one of those things where you take that scene out and it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to anything. No. But Buffy is in the middle of this thing that she is trying to do. And here comes fucking Spike. Like, hi, I love you. Goodbye. Ah, so good. <laughs> but yeah, so mostly spurred on by this episode, there was a theory for a long time that like whatever the monks did to alter reality is what gave Joyce her brain aneurysm. That has been debunked by the writers mm-hmm. several times. Um, they've talked about it over and over. Joyce sickness was never anything other than that. A sickness, a show that sometimes people leave us and there is yeah. nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Depressing, but real life. It did. Like, I mean, and it did make sense. It did I mean, make it sense because sense. when you have, when you have, you know, she's, she's an older woman, you know, and here you are messing around with somebody's brain, you know, it did, it, it did make sense. Yeah. But like, yeah. And whatever she had, like at that, that moment when she passed out, broke her out of the thing. Yeah. And I'm really glad we didn't ha- we didn't put that guilt on poor Dawn. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dawn doesn't need that. She has enough no. going on. No. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time. Um, season five, episode six, family, Terra-centric. Very excited. We're going to yes. see Amy Adams. Uh-huh. Yes. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!